Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome back, welcome back, my friends, my chumbas. Uh, please let me know how everything sounds. We got to check audio. I'm gonna constantly do this every time I stream. <laughs> Yay, sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition, Friday edition of Power Word Talk, where we will have introspective discussions with phenomenal writers, artists, cosplayers, creators to discuss their personal journey and their amazing work that leaves an impact on our community as a whole. I am your host, Utahime, and before we chat with our beautiful, beautiful guest uh, today, um, I'm going to do my shout outs as per usual. I am the community manager here at Cyber Nation Uncensored, and we have a very, very wonderful uh, community that I would love for you guys to join and be a part of. We have a really active Discord, um, so please, please, please be sure to join us there. Um, we have a lot of amazing content weekly that our team works really hard on. Uh, a lot of amazing GMs. We have uh, how-to um, instructional, instructional uh, videos um, if you want to learn how to play Cyberpunk and other games. Um, and so please, please, please be sure to follow us on all of these social medias. Uh, we have the YouTube, our Twitch, our podcast, and we really appreciate any love and support. So be sure to uh, follow, subscribe, comment, rate, do the things, uh, because uh, basically we, we need that from you guys because that's what gets us going and keeps us going. So thank you for that. And also, too, we got to shout out our amazing sponsors like fantasy grounds that provides a lot of our virtual tabletop needs for our different games uh sirenscape for the awesome music and sound effects for a lot of our games on our channel and uh we have our full list of sponsors which uh, let me go ahead and um put that into chat right now so then you guys can check them out and show them some love but also last but not least we have to thank our patreon subscribers for your amazing support to help us continue to bring the content you see on a weekly basis um, i'll be keeping an eye on chat to make sure that uh, if you guys have any questions that you want to ask our lovely guests that i also too try to include those as well uh, and sprinkle those into the discussion but for now let's get into it let's dive into it today we have my fabulous friend with us it is an absolute honor that she took time out of her busy schedule to be here uh she is a dear friend of mine uh we've had a chance to play on 
various streams together and even some live games as well um she's been a huge inspiration to me on my journey and i'm and uh, i've talked to many people who have said the exact same thing so for those who may not know even though if you don't know now you know uh do you mind telling the uh the viewers today uh who you are uh your pronouns and a little bit about yourself yeah hi i am cynthia marie my pronouns are she her i am a dancer cosplayer ttrpg enthusiast um writer sometimes um just all around nerd girl <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, that. that is also, too, why we are good friends. Because <laughs> we also discovered we did a lot of the same things, too. I yep. love that. Yes, I want to, because of the fact that you do so many different things, you are so multi-talented, we, we got to go back, back to the beginning. Uh, like Way back. Yeah, like, I mean, you've been doing this for a while as far as just being involved in the arts like ever since you were a little girl so i really want to like hear more about that um to like to get to this point where you are now yeah yeah so um i started dancing when i was two years old um i was a performer on on stage and doing ballet and, and tap like one does at two years old um <laughs> people got so y'all gotta remember my birthday is in the later part of the year so uh my birthday's in december so while everybody mm -hmm. else was already in their like threes like i was always like in the end side so i started earlier than maybe most people would say so yeah i started at two years old um dancing and um i just kind of just stuck with it like pretty much throughout my entire life um, I went to uh, arts high school in downtown LA. I don't know if you guys ever heard of a TV show called Fame. Yes, heck yeah. Um, so I went to the LA version of Fame. So it's an arts high school. Um, it was on the Cal State LA campus. So I was earning college credit at the same time of uh, of dancing. Mm -hmm. It was it was it was so incredible. It was the best experience ever for someone who was in high school. And don't don't I mean I had I had my times too of, of failure and terribleness of high school because it's high school. Um but <laughs> the struggle's real in high school. <laughs> the, yeah, the struggle's real in high especially when you're in an art school. Like I feel like the drama like is like amplified yeah. like twentyfold because like it's like, if you're not, like you literally are living out fame where there's gonna be yeah. the drama on the side and like who yeah. gets cast for what yeah who gets what role <laughs> and like oh my god like if you're the if you're popular one you're a triple threat like meaning that you can do all three um I was which one. you are yeah I was, I was about to say I was like which you are <laughs> I can't I can't sing but somehow the musical theater uh group accepted me and in my senior year I did a um I'm not gonna say what musical it was because um it is a um it's a very bad musical it is um, very racial musical, um, but we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, we won't touch on that. We won't touch it on happened. that because it happened. <laughs> it was early 2000s, early 90s kind of time. Yeah. It is what it is. Right. We, we all know. So anyways, so we did we did that play, had a whole bunch of fun, um, ended up graduating. And when I graduated high school, I was like, I'm done. I'm not dancing. I don't want to do this anymore. Like this is just too much. That blows my four mind. years. Yeah. Four years. I'm over it. Like I just I just want to go to college. So I went to community college, got my AA in social science because I really love psychology um and stuff and and, and social like social sociology. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of social stuff. Um and then uh, my mom was like, yo, so you're gonna get your degree, right? You're gonna go get your bachelor's, right? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, Well, where are you gonna go? And I was like, 
well, I guess we'll go to CalArts. And she was like, okay, like, go ahead and apply. And, you know, are you sure? Because it's really expensive at the time. Yeah. It was $90,000 to go. Oof, yes. Or, sorry, 30000 It turned my whole, I was there for three years, so it was $90,000 like, in student loans. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. It was still a lot of money, though. That especially, is. like, at that time. And the economic bus, we had no idea what was going to happen at the time. Mm-hmm. It, was, it happened a year before I ended up graduating from CalArts. But I, I digress. Um, getting into CalArts was funny because my mom was like, are you going to apply for any other school? And I was like, no. Why? And she was like, because uh, what if you don't get in? I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to get in. And she was like, okay, overconfident. And I was like, no, I, no. I just, you I'm going to get abilities. in. Yeah. I'm going to get in. And sure enough, I got the letter and I got in and I was like, okay, cool. I got into CalArts. Like that, that was easy. I hear later on from many people who have tried to get into CalArts and say it was one of the hardest schools to get in. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I had considered, it was funny. It was one of the schools that I had, I thought about. Um, And then, you know, there's certain, you know, you you think about all the art schools and then you're like, but how much does it cost? Mm. it was mainly like i i just i was like okay it's it's the cost that did it but I, a, a lot of people who did were they didn't get in right away or like they yeah. had to do it multiple times oh my tv started playing again oh. i was like who's talking in the background right now it's they're listening they're listening to the conversation apparently apparently i'm gonna miss the the ending of the the school of good and evil because it started to play i think my dog was like i'm over it i'm just gonna hit play (laughs) so whatever there we go there we have it yay so if you guys hear talking in the background i apologize my dog turned the tv back on um right where was i cal arts yeah so you got it cal arts first time first First, first first try it, yeah um i wasn't gonna say it's easy it was a dance um audition dance mm-hmm. auditions are exhausting and they're tiring yeah. and they're grueling um i made it through i graduated in three years of cal arts so like i said i had a lot of student loans ninety thousand dollars to be exact <laughs> yeah um <sighs> that yeah still paying it to this day um and then the economic bust happened and it made me absolutely realize that dance was not feasible to pay back those student loans. Um, I was absolutely horrified at the first payments that I ever got um, from Sally Mae. Um, And then on the salary that I I was working at Verizon Wireless at the time. So the salary that I was making (laughs) versus how much Sally Mae was like, hey, yo, you got to like pay out. I was like, huh? <laughs> um, I need yeah. to eat. I need to I live. Eat. And I was still living in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my parents helped me. I got a job in um, real estate office. I was uh, an admin for a little bit of time. Um, and that's kind of when I was really, really heavily cosplaying was when I was uh, an admin in real estate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. I did a lot of cosplay during that time. Um, most notably, people might know oh, a let little. Me- let me switch over, actually, because I have switch the photo. over. I have the photos, so then we can take awesome. a look. Awesome, awesome. Um, here, so talk about we my. We got first some of the cosplay. dance stuff right now on the screen, oh. Oh. showing some of your your insane ability here. Um, yeah, I used just to be the flexible. Technique. Yeah, <laughs> and we got. I had to add the Miss Scarlet. We're going to talk about that whole situation because you, you yes. killed it. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So okay. So my dance ability. Yes. Um, I'm trained. I'm classically trained in ballet and a bunch of different te- techniques of ballet. 
Um, I am trained in different um, techniques of modern dance, including um, Horton. Yeah, uh, it's probably one of my favorite to it do. It was one um, of my favorites too. It's amazing. If people don't know what Horton is, um, you guys could, if you watch Alvin Ailey, um, Alvin Ailey does a lot seriously now. Um, so here's some of the cosplay we got. We got our amazing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love so, your DC just like dedication. But I have that. mad DC love until <laughs> they like are ruining everything with all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, the conversation so for another time. I know, I know, I know. Uh. It's so sad. But my girl, my girl Wonder Woman, like I absolutely love her. But I started with Huntress um, in a group called Gotham Public Works. Yes. Um, I think we were one of the first cosplay crews on the scene way back when. It's actually okay. when I I met um, all of the people who spawned the future, like the last t decade that I've been working and doing things um, is because of that group. I met um, Tara Strand, who is a very accomplished and amazing actress. She got me into mime work, so I've learned how to do mime work. Uh, I was in a mime show for a little bit. Um, I met another person, uh, Reagan Remy, who was responsible for introducing me to Sean Strider, and that's how I got into Labyrinth of Jurors, because she yes. brought me as one of her background and if you um, saw, dancers. I think uh, everybody in the chat, if you saw the one photo where the, the everyone's arms was like were kind of raised and they were seeming to emote so much emotion, that was taken uh, from one of the Labyrinth performances, by the yeah. way. Yeah. That black and white photo. Yeah. Um, and then I also met Talison Jaffe. Uh, because we cosplayed together in the same group um, and he was responsible for getting me into he wanted to get me into voice acting and stuff like that but he was the one who made me feel really really comfortable and confident coming into the TTRPG community um, a little bit later on in, in my career we can talk about that later um, so yeah so all of these people that I had met in my first cosplay group are basically responsible for me coming out of the nerd closet and being like oh it's okay to be a nerd now great <laughs> <laughs> no it, it really does take that like finding your peoples because that's that was for me i i didn't i kept all of that in and it's something yeah. i talked about with uh rob when we we were um chatting uh this past weekend and i was saying how like i just didn't feel comfortable like say it's like almost like not safe to kind of be like yeah hey i'm a nerd and i'm proud like you yeah you would be laughed you couldn't say that, <laughs> yeah, out say that. The door, you yeah. Know? especially especially being a latina like coming from oh, yeah. a puerto rican uh, background like everybody was like um oh i'm so cool i'm hot like i'm seductive mm -hmm. like i'm gonna i'm like i was not that person i got like pushed into that role often um but i was always a the off the wall the one that was dancing in the corner in her own like daydream thoughts and I, everyone just thought i was weird like i literally like in grammar school would do pirouettes or pks across the room to turn in my paper um oh my god like the supermarket and when they opened home depot for the first time oh, the big it. aisles Those i was aisles like are huge. <laughs> i'm gonna jump everywhere and turn everywhere and my parents were like, across the yes. aisle like, 15 you know they're like who i saw somebody's head in the air what is going on yeah my parents are like please stop you're embarrassing us and i'm like okay now how did this fine. end up transitioning to the tabletop space because you we talked about the how cosplay you know yeah you, you, were, you got really involved with that and we saw some of the awesome cosplays that you've done um, yeah. and group cosplays too but yeah i want to know a little bit about that transition into that okay. space because i mean I, it seems like it, it all blends together as it, it does <laughs> it does it all kind of like yeah um, so I started a podcast called Life Action Roleplay with my friend Ryan Omega. And if you guys haven't seen it, um, please, please, please be sure to check them out. Um, it's an awesome show. And you guys Thank still you. do shows. So. 
yeah, periodically. We gotta talk about coming back. Like, it's, yeah. it's been a minute. Um, so I was doing a podcast, and I realized that if I was gonna do the podcast, I actually had a LARP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was gonna now, talk about it. Now let's talk about real quick because that was also too on my list of questions for you because I know that people in life, even myself. What exactly is LARP? Like I've I've seen it, but it's like yeah. kind of having an understanding. Yeah. So then we know what you're referring to. Yeah. So the way I like to talk about it, so it's it's um, live action role play. Okay. Um. So the way I think about it is the the part about cosplay that we love, right? Embodying the characters, and then the part about tabletop role playing where you act as the characters and you have these game mechanics are all mashed together in one giant game where you're actually immersively playing your character in the costume and acting and reacting to the experiences um, that are around you using game mechanics that are created by incredible game designers and incredible staff who pour their love and soul into the game that they're running. I happen to be a staff member for Twin Mask, um, LARP. Um, it's in uh, SoCal. Um, I've, I've taken a little bit of a break because of life, but yeah, it's a fantasy role-playing game. Um, it's set in a rent fair um, town down down south. Um, it's really cool event. It lasts for three days, wow. um, but if you're not down for like tenting it and like <laughs> fighting monsters at midnight, there are smaller um, LARPs, you can do a parlor LARP, you can do, so the, uh, Twin Mask is a boffer LARP, so you're actually, um, you actually have foam weapons, and you're actually, I hate to say it like this, but this is how I describe it to people, you get to hit people willingly with a foam sword. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think of the Sockham boffers, like, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you're willingly jumping into fights with people, and, like, it's fun, like, so as somebody who, like, loves martial arts, but is totally afraid to take a punch and, like, get hurt, like, this is perfect That's for like me. the safe way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's also parlor LARPs, and that's kind of where I got my start in LARPing um, in general. I did Vampire LARP. Surprise, yes. surprise. Um, and I did it at a local uh, LARP here um, in California and in L.A., and we literally played in a park. And what I mean by a park, it's like, um, you know, those like concrete, like circular, like things that you see. In yeah. Parks. Like li mm -hmm. We literally played in that. That space. Yeah, so like you just see a bunch of people dressed up kind of gothically and kind of like weird like running around and going like how do you feel how like how are we gonna do this how are you <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm sure the people walking by like just keep walking what, yeah or you see happening. people running around like this or you see them going like this or you see like it's crazy so okay there's different symbols so we throw chops so it's okay uh rock paper scissors okay so if you're gonna instead of rolling dice you're gonna use your stats um, and when you, um, if your stat, like if you have to kind of throw chops, you just do rock, paper, scissors. So ready? Okay. Come on. Ready? One, one, two, three. See? <laughs> I'd win. So my power would take over yours. Um, and that's kind of how it, 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 it works. And it's nice because, um, with parlor LARPs, I've heard back in the day, I never got to do it myself, but you could actually LARP in a club. So that's how they would take care of mechanics. Ooh. Yeah, so if you're playing vampire and you're like at the like cool club, like and you're like, hey yo, like I'm gonna use my awe on you, and you're like, no, you're not. You're like, okay, let's go. And so we threw our chops, right? So yeah. I won. So my awe is activated, and now you have to act all like, ooh, you know, like. Yeah. But you get to you get to keep it under under wraps because there's people who are at the club just enjoying the club, and they have no idea that there's a LARP even going on. Oh wow. Okay. So it was kind of yeah. like it's like it's a undercover thing, but not. It's like only the people who know know. 
yeah that's cool that's how i heard it started like in my um, head i'm like how are you guys doing like are you guys like with like in my head i'm imagining just like some long piece of clothing and you're like let's let's go <laughs> like, no not not that cool no, no. um but like, I in my say, head i'm like is, are you are you also too just like being very, sexy about yeah it? being yeah. sexy about how you throw no honestly my first time okay so my very first 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 ever larp was a vampire larp in las vegas I was spoiled wow. as hell going to a Vegas one because everybody put in like 110% of their costumes. Like I That's literally amazing. felt like I walked into the actual Succubus Club. It was incredible. Wow. It was at the Palms Hotel. It was from By Night Studios when Jason mm -hmm. Carl was running it. Um, and like their big thing, I just like remember like watching the big like opening talk and then they're like, you know, say their last line and the freaking roof starts to open. Yeah. The roof wow. opens and like the moon is shining through and like oh my god it was like full immersion so cool there. yeah Jeez. it was so cool and I played my first La Sombra first yeah first of many yes. <laughs> um yeah that's where I got my love for for La Sombra was there yeah that's awesome so then um from that those experiences. Uh, was it um, like any of the friends that you had met along the way that kind of got you then to start uh, doing the actual tabletop for like? Yeah, yeah. So Ryan and Kai, uh, Norman, um, we all kind of got involved on a in a channel that was producing a bunch of different D&D shows. Um, I happened to be on one. Um, it was a fantasy one. It was a good time. It was fun. Uh, got us to do D&D Live, and that's where I met a bunch of other people awesome. at D&D Live um, and got to enjoy all of their shows. And I started to really understand D&D &D as a community, um, which is a bunch of, like, really awesome, nerdy people who were like, I never had a safe space to be in. And yeah. I was like, no, they have I. Like, holy crap. <laughs> like, okay. We're best friends now. <laughs> So all of a sudden, we started like making these incredible connections with people. Um, and what's fun about Los Angeles is that we've all had um, different lives before TTRPG, because like TTRPG yeah. is like a kind of a newish community, right? Like it's only been around. I want to say live stream specifically. I want to say it's been around at least mm -hmm. eight years, seven years, six years, somewhere in that. For like that the time. live streaming, and of course, yeah, I mean, for years yeah. it's been around as far as like just of tabletop course, games. Yes. That's just what I mean. Yeah, but the live, the chat, live stream, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. That's why I wanted, yeah, the live stream portion yes. of it. Um, it was really like when Critical Role like started coming out, right? Mm -hmm. Like where it um, really just blew up. Yeah. So a lot of the people that I started running into in the TTRPG circles were people that I already like worked with. So like nice. B. Dave Walters, for example. Yeah. He was a. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he wants me to say this, but whatever. Um, and he was a bodyguard <laughs> when I met him. Mm -hmm. I think he's, he's body... shared, he shared that before. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah like, the, kind of like, you know, we all have those jobs that we work yeah. before we start doing yeah. other things, you know? So I was a dance choreographer um, for Ben Moody, and uh, B. Dave was his bodyguard. So that's how we first met. So I was at a, like, rock concert getting ready to perform, and he's, like, there. And I was like, yo, bro, like, you're dope. <laughs> so we talk, and then Ben was like, I want to do, a, like, a nerdy podcast. So he, like, brought me on to, I think he called it, like, the Paradigm or something like that. Yeah. And I was, like, one of the only females that were talking about comic books at the time so i was i was like full-on dc i was like fighting people and being like i know this and this <laughs> and like let's go um and then um working through labyrinth i you know was a director and choreographer for a better part of 10 years on that show 
Um, and that's kind of where I met, um, I met Alex Ward that you guys all Yay. probably know. Um, we sword fought together. That's how I actually met him in sword fight class. Um, Erica Ishii. Yeah. I was her choreographer in Labyrinth of Jared. That's how we met. So I got to teach her how to, how to dance on the yes. stage. I took <laughs> some of those photos. Um, I wish I had them, uh, to like add to it, but like yeah. I've seen those like group photos and everything. And that's, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like the, the circle is like smaller than it you is. realize. It is. Cause and now I'm is. actually a part of Labyrinth of Jared because yeah. you were, I saw you performing along with the others and I was uh, attending but I just loved the passion and just the just like you guys were just putting it all on the stage and it was just so beautifully done yeah. and mind you like for those who haven't attended it I mean it literally I tell people it literally is magical like it you you it almost feels like you're not in LA like you're not you're you've entered this fantasy realm and the all of the performers are phenomenal and and especially you dancers were like i was just mesmerized and um i was like oh one day, one day i'll do it and then i recently got involved but it was you were one of the the people who stood out for sure for me because also too being uh, a fellow latina you know like it's like seeing your own on the stage and you're like oh. yeah <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, Labyrinth was such a good time in my life. I It was so much fun to choreograph and, and bring ideas to life through movement. That was the one thing yeah. I wanted to do out of college. Um, yeah. So Labyrinth, is, it's fun. I played a, I played a very fierce warrior character Heck named yeah. Vasidi. Um, she, she was a, a piece of my life that I have now like shelved and I'm like, I'm proud of her. She was, she was good. She served what I needed her to serve for that time. Always um, legendary. We will always remember the iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was, it was always the finger. I'm like, I, I don't have that, that, that finger movement that you have, but it's like, there's something when it's like you, you, it's like from literally like fingertips to toes. That's what we call it. Like when dance, like yep. if you dance for like top of head, yep. fingertips All the way to down. toes. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta feel it, which actually serves a lot of, or informs a lot of the movement that I do on Vampire on uh, New York and um, LA by Night. I use a lot of my my um, physical abilities to kind of emote because I am not an actor. I think every interview I always talk about this. I am not an actor. I'm not an actor. I'm not an actor. I did not get my degree in acting. I got my degree in dance and choreography. So I emote physically. That's, that's your way of like embodying the character but i think i feel yeah. like we all bring like that's whatever you connect with and for you it's it's movement it's it's yeah. it's all of that uh but i again even though you aren't an actor i still we still all consider you an actor nonetheless because you know in the end it's just like a lot of people have become really attached to the different characters you play because of the passion behind it and you bring yeah. them to life so beautifully now yeah. we talked a little bit about like we kind of touched on it as far as uh, being a Latin in this, in the space, and I feel like you definitely have been an inspiration for a lot of Latins, you know, a lot of uh, Latinos in the space. Um, not only just TTRPGs, but just performing arts. Um, and I I know that for you, you've talked about it, and you're very proud. And you're like, I'm Puerto Rican, yeah. Like, hey, don't forget, this is these are my roots. But you know, can you kind of talk about how important that has been um, on, yeah. on the on your journey as far as just like inclusion and diversity in the space? Um, I'm sure a lot has changed 
um, and probably, you know, there's still some room for growth, but, you know, yeah. as far as just, you know, that, that, um, experience in the, in the performing arts and TTRPGs, yeah. you want to touch on that as well. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I have been doing LA by night for about a year and a half and, um, I was obviously enjoying myself. I was going to a bunch of different things. I started seeing, um, cultural panels start to pop up and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really cool. And I was looking at it and every time I looked at the panel, there was never a Hispanic person on there. And I was like, do they not know we here? Like, what's going <laughs> So I pulled one of the producers aside at one point. And I was like, hey, yo, like, if you guys need someone who's Hispanic, like, I would love to yeah. be a part of the show. And the person goes, oh, hey, yeah, you know, we'd even think about you. And I was like, okay. Big oof. Um, and they were like, oh, but do you speak Spanish? I was like, mm, no, no, but um, I didn't know that that was a prerequisite for being Latin. Thanks. Um, and I, I started to realize if I was going to be in this space, I had to be loud about who I was. I couldn't just be quiet because yeah. growing up being Puerto Rican, a lot of what I had learned was to blend. Mm-hmm. Don't speak Spanish. Don't, yeah. don't give yourself up. For whatever reason, that that was what I was taught when I was younger. Yeah. Um, obviously, things have changed, times has changed, and I understand where my place is here in the society is to be loud. Like I, I love Jennifer Lopez, and a lot of what she says is "Let's get loud." Like she has an entire song, "Let's get loud," yes. and on, there's on a the reason sixth. on the sixth. And but there's a reason for that I because. Love that album. Latins tend to kind of stay to the background, stay quiet. We were told that, like, hey, you know, you're just here, like, don't exist, like, you know what I mean, like, just kind of blend. But that's that's not what, like, if we keep blending, we get left out of the conversation. That's not right. Or like so the let's stereotypes get loud. of like being like the workers, the ones who are yeah. just kind of like serving and like behind the scenes and and not really in the forefront too. I yep. feel. Yep. Um, so I knew that I wanted to be loud about who I was and yeah. part of that is being Puerto Rican and then you know I started realizing like a lot of the the struggles came well you're not really fully Puerto Rican you don't speak Spanish you're not from mm-hmm. New York you're not from Puerto Rico you I didn't learn about that. anything yeah. about yourself like you're just some like girl who's like whitewashed in the suburbs yeah. um, that was kind of what's going on in my head and For I was sure. like okay um, I was like you're none of that like <laughs> no <laughs> Um, and I started doing research about my culture, my people, the the island. Like, I'd only been to Puerto Rico once mm-hmm. in, in college to go visit my grandfather before he passed away. Um, and it was beautiful. I freaking loved being there. And it was the first awesome. time that I walked to a place or walked off of an airplane and everybody looked like me. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> You're like, what? What? <laughs> There's people with like light skin and curly hair and freckles and red yeah. hair and darker skin and like all like all we're yeah. all over the place. And it, 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 was... it, it blows my mind because people forget that us brown folks we come in different shades. People, it's not just like one yeah. like you know one one size fits all like one skin color fits all. No, we're we're all shades. Yep. Yes. Yep. And grew up in California, like people recognize that I was Hispanic, but like people don't realize that there were multiple different types of Hispanic. That is true. So yeah. I was constantly being called Mexican. And then mm-hmm. like for a very long time I resented it. I was like, I'm not Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican, you guys. Like, like and it's not like it's going on. That. It's just like yeah. it's like, no, that like this yeah. is that's this I, is, that's one. Yes, right. but that's not me. 
So it was frustrating growing up with all of these different things kind of being imposed on me. And so kind of now I'm living my life of I'm Puerto Rican. Yes, I don't speak Spanish mm -hmm. and that's okay. And that's okay. Um, I try really hard to. Um, it's mm -hmm. just, it doesn't come easily. I speak better French than I do Spanish yeah. because of ballet class. Yeah, we um, talked about this and how... Um, <laughs> That was, that was a big thing for me, especially being someone who is multiracial. It's that kind of like, you have to pick one. So yeah. I so I grew up in predominantly like African-American community and that is part of who I am. You know, that's my part of my heritage as well. But it's almost like you had like, you're, you're, you know, like, well, but then it was like, some people were like, wait, no, but you're one of us, you're Mexican. I'm like, yes, but I, like, don't, you should speak Spanish. You should know, I'm like, no, but like I'm raised by my mom and she's yeah. African-American. So it's like, it's always gets like really confusing because it's like, you kind of like, people expect you to just fit into their mold. But it's yep. like, no, I, I embrace everything that I am, especially like also to me, like I, you know, I talked about, um, you know, with, with even the native side of things. And that's the thing is that a lot of Latins are part native too. And so that's still a part of our culture. And yeah. that still count. like, it's not like we, we don't count. We still are a part of that. There's different tribes depending on where you were from. Yep. You know, those little yep. details. And since we're a little bit away from um, Indigenous Day or Columbus Day, I'd like to bring up that my tribe, the Taino people or the Arawak, we were one of the first that Columbus um, kind of decimated. So here we are. Like we all have, do come from different indigenous mm -hmm. tribes. Some may not exist as much as others. Yes. That, you know, is coming back. Like there is a whole tribe in Puerto Rico that exists. Mm -hmm. um, they are rewriting the language. Um, in fact, some of the words that you guys already say now are from the Tayuno folk, um, which is really cool. Like canoe and barbecue. Those are from the Tayuno. Um, yeah, I've just I've been learning so much about my culture and um, thank God for social media right now. Mm -hmm. um, I have my love hate relationship with social media, but I know the good, <laughs> the good yes. part about it and the great part about it is um, the fact that I get to connect with people from the island and I get to hear firsthand of what is kind of going on through the lens of these influencers. Yeah. Um, so it's been very eye opening. Specifically, I follow. Um, oh, God, I'll have to pull up her name, um, but she identifies as Taino. Uh, yeah. She lives uh, on Puerto Rico. Um, she lives on the reservation with the Tainos. So she talks a lot about what's going on over That's there amazing. and who's being mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, I have a friend who just moved to Puerto Rico and she's decided to go back to school so she could start working on um, cultural history and start bringing that back. So that was really that. cool to okay, like follow my friend. Um, there is another guy that I follow. His name, his name is Dean. Dean Huese? I can't pronounce his last name right now. I don't care. It's not in my head. Um, but Dean something, um, he is also in Puerto Rico and he was giving like life, basically life feeds of when the hurricane was going on. So I was able to like watch yeah. what was happening and making sure that the island was somewhat okay, which is not, yeah. but you know, yeah. here we are. But I do love uh, that you had recently, you had a, it was a changeling campaign that was raising money for Puerto Rico. And that's, yeah. the, that's the really cool thing is that I've seen you, um, uh, get involved in these different charity streams that are making a difference. So it's like, not only are you letting your voice, you know, be loud and proud, but also to giving back through your art, which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Trying real hard. I like, so the, the charity that we did was from uh, Mi Patria. It was very important to me that we didn't pick this like big fluff charity mm -hmm. um, that I wanted the money to go directly to like a charity that I knew that were boots on the floor or boots yeah. on the Island, like really helping out Mi Patria um 
they worked so from hurricane maria they were a charity that took the money and rebuilt other people's houses like through dean's channel i actually watched them rebuild this woman's house from scratch because like it was decimated by hurricane maria and then you know here comes the, the new uh hurricane if it was a hurricane I, uh, ian yeah, no ian i'm pretty it's sure ian? if i'm not mistaken okay i was like hey, there were so many hurricanes that happened at all the at the one time yeah that, but i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's ian i think so uh, correct us if not in chat, like, you guys can find it real quick. Um, anyway, so they kind of redirected and turned their charity into disaster relief. So just making sure that everybody was okay. So that's why it was important for me that they got the money directly so they could start helping the people on the island, like, immediately. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's, that's, that's really cool. I just, I, I, that's something too, because of the fact that you were actually running that, that's now a newer thing because you've been player, but now you're taking a step is yeah. a DMGM. How, yeah. how has that transition been? It's terrifying. <laughs> oh, so you're I've so running. brave. Like I listen, I applaud all of you, and I know there are quite a few GMs, DMs in chat right now. Uh, so I, all of you guys, including our guests. Bravo. I, I, I am so chicken. <laughs> I've been chicken for a long time, and I, I'm not going to lie. When I got off of playing, or not playing, doing uh, running Changeling, I messaged every single, like, storyteller GM person that are my friends, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know how you guys do this. You're all amazing. Like, I take my hat off to you guys. Holy crap. I can't. I, I don't know if I could ever do this again. Like, I just, uh -huh. like, <laughs> it was a lot. I love running it in private. And the reason why I like yeah. running it in private, because it gives me the time or the flexibility to be able to open a book and be like, okay, what is the rule? What is going mm -hmm. on here? How can I, how can I fix this? So I'm still I'm a new GM, you know? Yeah. Um, so running it on stream, there's a certain amount of pressure of like, you got to keep the, the scenes the moving. Mm -hmm. um, and it really the rules is what got me. Like, even as a player, I, I run fast and loose with, with rules because yeah. like, I, it's always about what the GM says, right? So like, I know how rules work, but like, if the GM says, no, that's not the, how that works. Um, I'm just going to go with what the GM says. I, I um, oh, I'm going to come out live and say this. I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD. Um, and uh, I know a lot of people can relate. Uh, yeah, I have not know. been public about it. I'm probably not going to write too much about it. So you heard it here first. Um, and so the reason why I don't dive myself into rules is because I will get really like rabbit holed into it mm -hmm. and like really, really focused. And if somebody tells me it's yeah. wrong, I'm like, no, but I know I'm right. It like, so I just, I don't, yeah. I just, I read the rules as much as I need to know, um, to play the game. And so as a GM, I've had to like, kind of now go like, okay, well, you kind of have to know the rules now, Cynthia. Like, <laughs> so I was afraid, like I played Changeling. That was the first tabletop game that I've ever played in my life. I know the rules inside and out. And even still, when I was on it, I was like, uh, like, I think I know the rule. And then after, like, after I turned the camera off and I was like, I know this. Like, you got this. <laughs> But yeah, no, I take my hat off to all the GMs and storytellers out there. You guys are all incredibly brave souls who do it on stream because that is yes. difficult as heck. Especially if you're running your own tech. That's that's yeah. also, too, a whole nother beast. And uh, Nate says, ADHD Unite. See, I'm, like, you are not alone. Uh, that's a big part of it, which actually transitions into the next part um, of uh, a topic that I wanted to touch on, especially because you're wearing the shirt. I don't know if anyone could see that anxiety warrior um and you've been very also to not only outspoken about your culture 
and your love for your culture, but also to the importance of mental health. And I love the fact that you are so open and honest about it because that can be very scary. You're, you're laying part of yourself out there for, for other people to, to judge or to, 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 to look at. You know, you're, you're keeping yourself open in such a way, um, but it's so, so beautiful that you're really open to sharing your journey and your experiences. So I, I really want you to kind of explain how the, the hashtag, because I see that a lot in your posts sometimes, the hashtag Anxiety Warriors, how that came yeah. about and, and why it means so much to you. Yeah. Um, so I have suffered, apparently I've suffered anxiety all my life and didn't really like piece it together until being a full adult and in therapy and stuff. Um, but most recently, I think it started kind of cropping up even more when I was starting to do a lot of the live stream shows and getting and feeling pressures about doing certain things mm -hmm. and freaking out about it and keeping it to myself. And then people would be like, why are you acting weird? And I'm like, I'm acting weird. Like, I didn't know I was acting weird. Like, yeah. you know, like, um, and it all kind of came to a head for me um, on LA by night when there were a few times um, that I was almost unable to go on camera. I was oh. in the stalls on my hands and knees dry heaving. Um, it was absolutely horrifying for me. I would never um, have guessed at all. Yeah, um, I've been a performer all my life. Like this is what I do. And the fact that I couldn't like get myself moving um, was really difficult. And I will say that the, the, the production family of LA by night and my cast and crewmates were like some of the best people ever to work with me um they were totally like anything that you need like let's make you feel comfortable like even jason and i worked out um uh, a symbol you actually saw me do this yeah um that's a symbol for going invisible in larp and he was like this is your symbol if you need to bow out like just throw it up we'll move like it's all good um, part of the reason why I wore glasses as Nelly was because when I was having my panic attacks, I wanted to just kind of shut everything out. Yeah. Um, so I put the glasses on so that I didn't like have to even like think or like I could just be there. And then when I finally could muster up enough to say something, I would, I would say something. Um, so I knew that it was important to me to seek help and I did. Um, I've been in therapy for a good part of seven years now. I'm very happy with the the product or my journey. It's still a long journey, and I'm still moving through it. Um, but there were times where my depression um, and my anxiety kind of like really got the better part of me. And when I try to like kind of talk about it um, as a Latin woman, Latinos don't really understand mental health too too much. Yeah. Um, so when I tried to explain it to my family, um, there were different things of like, oh, just get over it. Oh, it's just in your head or like different. Yeah. It took, it took my family. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. So it took my family a really long time uh, to understand. It's not that they didn't support me. They really right. did. It's just they didn't have the words or the tools to be able to actively help me outside of just get over it. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like push so, through kind of being strong. But yeah. So for a little while there, I had to be my own cheerleader. And the way yeah. I found being my own cheerleader was um, throwing stuff on social media. Um, so a lot of my tweets about anxiety in the very beginning were actually love letters to me um, to remind, my, remind myself of the different things um, that I needed to focus on. Um, and lo and behold, I had no idea that other people needed that too. Yeah, yeah. you never know. Um, yeah, you never know. so... I also realized that I didn't want to put anything out there that was um, depressing in any way. I wanted to show that I was pushing through yeah. those emotions. So I always try to put something encouraging and it's okay to have the emotion, but also yeah. know that you need to push through it too a little bit to go seek the help that you need. 
um, whether it be in a friend or a therapist or the medication that you take, like whatever it is, I always wanted to give a positive message. And so it just kind of dawned on me. Um, I didn't want to just be a sufferer of anxiety or mental yeah. health. I wanted to, to power through. I wanted to be a warrior of it. Like I wanted to conquer this because I'm like, you know, a yeah. fighty type person. <laughs> and um, luckily, um, I mean, I'm not going to take credit for for the hashtag. I just happened to click type hashtag anxiety warriors. And there was like a whole bunch of posts about anxiety warriors. So I followed that and I was like, yo, there's like active other people who are like me. This is great. So I just kind of wanted to band people together. Like where we just because we suffer from this doesn't mean that we have it's our ball and chain. We can fight it and we can conquer it. So we're warriors. I love that. I love that. And it's 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 so important for people to know, again, going back to it, not feeling alone, because a lot of times I see a lot of people feeling saying that they feel alone or that no one understands them. And sometimes just that you scrolling and it's, especially because a lot of people do do the doom scroll, <laughs> just doom scroll, toxic, toxic. Yeah. And it's hard to kind of like you go down that horrible rabbit hole. But seeing that one message that clicks with you. That can change yeah. everything that yeah. like literally the course of your day sometimes and that you do that for people which is amazing uh i see daniel in the chat um dmc uh lieberman uh, cynthia's honesty openness and bravery with anxiety warriors is truly extraordinary and i know i truly appreciate it um uh, those of us who struggle with anxiety and depression and uh i know cold spider said that they also too struggle with that but um it's scary to discuss mental health with people um, so kudos to you opening it up. And it, it, that's so true. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of people uh, commenting how therapy has really, really helped them. And I feel like there's now less of a, um, a stigma. Like, it's, it's still, there's still that stigma, especially I feel like um, as people of color, because we have had to grit and bear things. But it's now, um, you see it with like even cele uh, celebrities like Taraji P. Henson and other people are saying, it's okay to seek help when needed. Yep. You know, don't feel ashamed or, you know, like you're weaker or less than. And so, again, we need people like you in this space to continue to remind people like me and others how how it's like that. You, It's OK. It's OK. Just, you could do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm crying. No, no, no. I, just, I don't I didn't know. Oh, gosh, that I, I, I got the first like set of tears, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know I touched people like that. I just knew that I wanted, yeah. I needed help and I knew I wanted to help other people. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Dane, Nate also too said uh, mental health is super important. I have agree on Cynthia's post. Extremely helpful and deeply appreciated. So you are appreciated. <laughs> so thank you so much again for being so open, especially even just in our chat. Like it's, it's just beautiful to see. And it's something that's so inspirational and it motivates so many of us. So really, really seriously. It's that that's it's taking that first step. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Like it's just, once you take that first step, I don't, I feel like I don't think I ever, ever heard of someone regretting taking that step, especially if nope. they needed to, um, to yep. like get that help. And you unlock so many different things about yourself. Like I never knew I was ADHD. Like it took me like a new therapist that like yeah. her and I were talking and she was like, oh yeah, the way your brain like works, she was like, you're, you're, you're on, on there. And I was like, what? And so now <laughs> I'm learning about ADHD and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I didn't know that like I've been suffering from this and this is like just an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think it, it's like now just figuring, figuring those things out because and it's, it's sometimes you're just like, really, I wish I had known before, but almost sometimes I feel like it's just, that's a, just a part of 
your individual journey. Like you may yeah. not know until a certain time, but maybe you wouldn't have been in a place to like for it to click or for yep. it to make sense what somebody might have diagnosed or said. And you'd, exactly. and you'd be like, what? No, that's not. And then now it's like an openness of like under, like, oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> right. I clocked that. I, I see, I see, I see. I had no <laughs> idea. Yeah. So now, uh, we talked about you being our inspiration, but I want to know who were your inspirations, you know, coming up, you know, people who really made an impact on you, even if huh. it was like fandoms or like, it could totally be like if there was superheroes, because a lot of people talk about too, that like, there's like when they read comics or, or other media that certain uh, characters they connected with, yeah. that was their inspiration, but whatever it may be, I'm, I'm curious because I mean, obviously you've influenced a lot of people, but I'm curious who influenced you. Um, well, my very first, um, hero my superhero um is my mom my mom was my biggest inspiration uh growing up she was she's lovely a warrior. I met her. She's, <laughs> she's beautiful <laughs> studied and so amazing and stubborn and bratty <laughs> <laughs> all the things she's just she she's just an incredible woman like raising two two wonderfully stark women my my sister <laughs> and me are very opposite but also very similar um, she worked full time. Um, she worked in real estate, so like real estate's a really tough industry to be in. So oh, to watch yeah. her raise us, have a husband, work the household, have a full time job, and mm -hmm. still find time to like find yeah. love and happiness, like, um, yeah, she was my first inspiration. And then obviously, you know, I read a lot of comic books growing up. My dad introduced me. My dad's the reason why I'm a nerd. Um, so <laughs> <Yay> dad. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> My dad's also kind of like my best friend too. Like I work with my dad, so um, growing also up, lovely my dad... and handsome. <laughs> that is an attractive family. You just come from an attractive, wonderful family. Thank you. Um, yeah, he bought me my first Batman comic, um, yeah. and the Batman comic that I bought or he bought me was I, I will always remember this. It's Poison Ivy standing over Batman. That was the cover of the comic, and I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> She looks awesome, and then I realized she's a villain. I was like, "Oh, well, crap!" <laughs> like, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, as an adult, I'm like, okay, well, I can see where the appeal was there. Uh -huh. um, but then I got into Catwoman, and I got into Wonder Woman, um, yes. and um, oh, I, I wish I had Huntress. that cosplay of you. You did a beautiful uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, it, it was awesome. It was the the Gal Gadot version, if I'm not mistaken. But have you done the other version as well? I haven't yet because um, it's really expensive and I don't know how to sew. So anyone who knows how to sew, like, Mission. help a sister out. Like, Missions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the Gal Gadot one actually was a very, um, very close one to my heart because um, I won't say who said this to me, but I was told that I would never look good as Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman isn't brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Pushing up the sleeves. <laughs> I, oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, with all Excuse due respect, me? with all due respect, she's Greek. Hmm. Okay, so when Gal Gadot got the role, um, and Gal Gadot and I are very similar in complexion and, and yeah. features, I was just like, motherfucker, <laughs> in your face. Yeah, so I had to, I had to wear that costume, and yeah. um, it's not my costume. Um, somebody actually reached out to play uh, Wonder Woman for a masquerade, um, okay. uh, San Diego masquerade. Yes, ball. yes, yeah. 
Um, I've never done it. I'd gone so many years, almost 10 years. And I think on my 10th year, somebody finally asked me to like be a part of the group. Um, and they made the costume for me and everything. I just had to show up. I love that. Um, yeah, that, that was, I, I did the same thing when I did uh, Fifth Element. And oh, uh, when we yes. did in the WonderCon Masquerade. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I will perform the crap out of this. <laughs> if you can, if you make it, I'll rock it. <laughs> so I like, I, the only thing that I didn't like is that they forced me to wear a wig. And I was like, I quite, I. Your hair is literally very close. To okay. <laughs> like, pretty much. Let's add some curl. There you go. Um, but it was the coolest moment because um, it was, I have the video. It's a crap video too. That's why I didn't want to like send it to you. I'll send it to you later. Okay. Um, but basically uh, it's like the boys fighting. So it's like Batman and Superman try to fight. And then they start playing the the um, Amazon uh, uh, theme, the da 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 And I walk out with the shield and the sword, and I just kind of like put my arms out, and everybody just like starts screaming, and I start like just wailing on the boys, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. We didn't win, yeah, oh, we didn't God. win, but oh man, it felt so good walking yeah. on the stage uh, with that costume. So, um, but the costume was full leather, full corset, full metal. So a lot of cosplayers, I what I've heard from the the uh, Wonder Woman side is a lot of women don't wear the the full like metal. No, um, no, yeah, not usually no. So it's a very heavy costume. The costume was, um, I believe, when they shipped it to me, it was about eighteen pounds. Oh wow! Um, okay. Yeah. So when I was wearing it, I was just like, you can't see it right now because I'm flexing my traps, but like, <laughs> like yeah. I was like, ah, like, it's like that I was feel... a workout in itself. So if anyone in chat is is unaware like if you have not uh taken that step yet which i hope you do uh, to cosplay uh what what cynthia just described is like it's actually pretty hot he when you have something like that on you it actually trust me it's <laughs> and when you're whoo. and you're wearing it for 12 hours because you're walking yes. around like the convention center and blah, it's blah, huge blah. like San yeah Diego's huge if no one has been look yeah. at the look at how big it is look at that map i'm telling you it's that's yeah. a workout i think i lasted in the costume when i started walking around the convention because you can't wear when you're in the masquerade mm -hmm. ball you can't wear it until after um the show so you get to see all the masquerade costumes yes. come out on sunday so mm -hmm. i wore it on sunday um so i was already done or tired with con right but i was like i gotta wear this like i like i just need to walk around in the con um so i think i walked a total of eight hours um i actually that was the first time i met you brie because yes. we were we, oh, we were taking so pictures together so the funny <laughs> thing was that i was so out of it we had partied the night before as one does at uh san diego comic-con and i'm not i'm not gonna like like sugarcoat it i was definitely hungover you had waved and said hello and i was like late and like my partner was like cynthia just said hi and i'm like huh and so it <laughs> probably looked like i was like totally like just ignoring yeah. you when i literally was like i need water <laughs> no no because like in the same token i was already like because as wonder woman i have to constantly flex my muscle at least that's how i feel i got you got to constantly be like ah like yeah Ugh. uh so, so i do remember I seeing you, you like go away and i was like oh she, you look awesome oh she's gone <laughs> she's gone she I, I was trying to hurry up and take those pictures and like and be get done. Out. like and it's hot con. it's hot it was too. hot it was sweltering and then getting onto the con floor like it's a constantly like hey can i take your picture so you're like okay yeah because you don't want to say no and then you're just yeah <laughs> two steps and so i'll never forget this uh my partner that was with at the time i hit there's there's the wall that you hit inside like cosplay oh. that you're mm -hmm. just like i'm done 
I'm ripping the wig off. I'm ripping off, in my case, the corset. I, I'm done. Like, um, so I told him, I was like, hey, I'm hitting that capacity right now. Can we like start going? And he goes, yeah, let's go. So we're walking and we're on the far side of yeah. the con and we had to get all the way to the, um, to the Hyatt. I wanted to die. Um, <laughs> anyways, so at some point they kept stopping me and stopping me and stopping me. And finally I was like, I have to go. And I like start like sprinting as like Wonder Woman out of there. And he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. She's been in a corset all day. And he like walks with me. Yeah, so it's probably I, like uh, epic though. It's just like the, the music is just like playing in everyone's brain. Do, 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 do. So tired that day, but oh I got goodness. to wear it again for a Christmas charity event. So that was also kind of fun and cool. So I love yeah. that. That's that's always a lot of fun uh, getting to dress up, especially for like like I, I got a chance to do one for a hospital, and that was that was really awesome to be there yeah. for the kids when you get a chance to do stuff like that. Now, uh, because of the fact that it is. New York by night, night. That's I, I think. Uh, night, I, night, I, night, 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 night. I'm like, I don't know what the official like. I know that there's like some type of little, uh, little blurb that you usually is put at the end of things to let you know that it's it's vampire time. Um, but uh, after uh, you guys, after you watch uh, GM Raven, who's in the chat, after you watch High Riders, the cyberpunk game, uh, with that amazing squad, you guys get a chance to catch her afterwards because it literally comes on after the game you get to catch her in new york by night the world of darkness uh vampire the masquerade uh series so how has that been as far as taking on because a lot of people remember your iconic nelly uh for la by night uh but like that that whole like transformation to coco has been amazing so how, how has that been so far i know that we can't reveal everything because obviously yeah. it's still ongoing but yeah. just uh doing that transition to your la sombra oh man well la sombra as you guys already know was already part of my blood so that was uh that was a given when i was asked to come back on the show to play play a character i was like can i play la sombra um and jason was like you know it's gonna be really hard right and i was like yep that's fine I'm, I'm here for it um and i won't reveal why unless you've already read the the source books you probably know why it's hard for losomber to be in the camp mm -hmm. um <laughs> uh, but if you don't i'm not gonna spoil it you can watch um so the transition was um easy in the sense that i already knew the 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 clan i really love the clan mm -hmm. um what was difficult was trying to portray a character that is different from nelly since nelly was very very much yeah. me she was very me um so i had to tap into those um darker darker sides of me um and um what you guys are probably seeing is my more my business acumen or as people are calling the, the calculated moves like it's kind of how i how i operate um tapped into my adhd brain of like calculating everything and being like okay this is a like a lesser risk uh this is how i mitigate this this is how i can negotiate here like this is um so a lot of like how i operate on the inside um, was what is what you guys are kind of seeing Coco um, now yeah. like fully realized. So yeah, it was a it was a good time. We we shot it a while ago, so it's wild to um, to rehash it, like re like remember what happened. Like there are yeah. episodes. Like actually, I asked Bree this morning. I was like, so what happened? On that episode? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm like I feel so proud of myself. I'm caught up now, and I'm like I am so excited for tonight's episode um, yeah. after the Cyberpunk game, and I'm like. Man, this is going to be so cool to see what happens next. And there's a special guest, too. Da, da, da. 
Any Who's guesses? Anyone, any, any guesses? Any guesses? Okay, we got Kralis who said, I'm loving Coco. Nate says, La Sombra are the best with one heck of a clan bane. Filmed yeah. back in March. Yeah, it was filmed back in March. It was filmed a while ago, yeah. Crazy. Oh, May. It was more like May-ish May? because, my, yeah, because my sister graduated. Oh, my, so this is the wild story. So um, we film in, in about a week's chunk of time mm-hmm. um, or sometimes two weeks, but they're they're pretty like... Yeah. Um, so what was wild was we filmed two episodes and then my sister graduated from um, from college the next day. And my parents were like, hey, she's graduating in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to take a, a flight. And so I didn't even think about what was going on. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. OK, like whatever you guys do, yeah, I'll be at the graduation. And then it was like a week before filming and my parents are like, so here's all the flight information, the flights at four o'clock in the morning. We're picking you up. And I was like, I'm shooting the night before. Oh, yeah, y'all. I went to bed. Oh my goodness. Woke up at three o'clock in the morning because the flight was at seven. Um, I had to be in full makeup because it's my sister's graduation, right? Like there was nothing. I'd get in a full suit, high heels, have my backpack at three o'clock in the morning, get in the car with my parents, get on a flight at seven, fly to Phoenix, Arizona. My sister graduates. We fly back. We have a party. We go to bed, and I went back to filming. Like <laughs> it was crazy. That was. That was- commitment for the sister the love i'm sure she appreciated it and if not sis if you're watching you better you better thank her for that that's love that's a labor of love if i've ever heard it because it's like oh sleep Uh, that's she's my best friend i would i would do anything i'd fly to the ends (laughs) of the earth or fly to phoenix for her you know i love that um i oh man i could talk to you for another like three hours but we don't have that much time sadly but we'll have to have you back on again of course heck yeah Um, but also too i want to mention briefly before we do end up wrapping this up the fact that you are in one of our cyber nation uncensored campaigns mass so you want to kind of briefly just tell them a little bit about that just so they know your character and when that takes place so they know what to tune in for that Oh no, I forgot my character's name already. Um, hang on a second. Um, can we just do session zero? <laughs> Flux! Thank you! <laughs> Don't tell you, my brain is all over the place. Um, yeah, so in masks, um, we just did our session zero, which was absolutely incredible and so much fun. I had no idea um, the putting together the character concepts together was so collaborative. Um, I'm used to that with Vampire, mm-hmm. um, so it was great to see that in another um, game set. Um, so yeah, I'm playing Flux. Um, she is a character very similar to my one of my favorite uh, Marvel characters, uh, Polaris. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's kind of the uh, unlock type person because if her emotions get too much, um, everything else goes kind of like crazy mm-hmm. around her because she um, can. Um, what is she? She controls magnetism. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm excited to play. Yeah, Such Flux is really group. cool. And yeah. that's like what second Tuesday of each of every month. month? Yeah. Yes, and that by 5 p.m., 4 p.m.? Yes, at 5 p.m. I wouldn't be able to make 4 because of work, yeah. (laughs) Now, we're (laughs) going to end on this note, officially, but because I have to, like, I always do this with, so far, this is going to become a a trend. We're going to be trying to, a thing with all of our guests. Okay. The best piece of advice that you've received? Best piece of advice that I've ever received? Um, Always be yourself. And don't let anyone take that away from you. Snaps on that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, seriously, no for taking the time out of your day to sit down with us 
and just uh, bless us with this wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you for having so me. Uh, yeah. Please let everyone know where they can find you. And of course, uh, it, it, the, the awesome projects that you're a part of that we can yeah. look out for. Absolutely. So you guys can find me on Twitter um, at Sindancer or Instagram, Cynthia underscore underscore Marie. You can see all the visual stuff on the Instagram. So you can see all of my Anxiety Warrior stuff on Twitters. Um, I recently just finished uh, filming Regency Call of Cthulhu. Um, so that'll be coming out with the new source material. I believe that is the 27th of October. Um, so stay tuned because it's an incredible cast. And I'm not going to say, but I'm going to say it was a twist, y'all. Like... Mm. Um, otherwise, you can see me on New York by Night. Um, that's on the World of Darkness channel. You can see me right here on uh, Cybernation Uncensored, where I play on masks. Um, I also do a lot of one shot, and I get popped up everywhere once in a while because some somebody needs an NPC or villain. Either way, I'm here to play, um, and very excited to do that. So thank you for having me, Bree. Yes, I just course. I adore you. I I'm so you. happy to be here, and I'm so I happy you. that we got a chance to talk. And and yeah. this was so much fun. Um, yeah. And just a reminder, folks, um, if you aren't already following us, be sure to follow um, and join our Discord there. Um, I'm putting up our social links if you're not already following all of our different various pages. So that way you can see these awesome shows, including The Mass. And also, too, be sure to tune in tonight. We have the Cyberpunk High Riders game at 5 p.m. Pacific time, folks. You don't want to miss it. It's um, their next session. I'm super excited. Uh, GM Raven has an amazing group. And I am so, so excited for what's to come. It's going to be so good. And then, of course, afterwards, be sure to check out uh, the over on World Darkness channel, uh, New York by Night after the High Riders, to see Cynthia Marie as Coco. Um, and again, I want to say this to emphasize, uh, the, all of the Heritage Months are always too short. So we're going to continue to celebrate them. And guess what? Filipino and Hispanic Heritage Month are literally around the same time. So we're just going to say happy Filipino and Hispanic Heritage Month, you guys, still. Uh, but thank you yeah. guys so much in chat. You guys were amazing. Uh, and I love the energy. So thank you so much for being here and supporting and showing love to our beautiful guest, Cynthia Marie, and uh, supporting Power Word Talk. And until next time, guys. Next week, Thursday, stay tuned. Bye, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.